welcome to the Animal Rescue Podcast, which you always wanted to know but didn't know who to ask. We will be talking with different people throughout the animal rescue world, finding answers to the questions you've been wondering. All right, Deanna, thank you for joining me on this episode of the Animal Rescue Podcast. So... Today, we are going to talk about grooming. Now, how long have you been a groomer? Um, about three years. Okay, so a good amount of time. Now, I've seen a lot of images on Instagram and Facebook of people going in and um, raiding like puppy mills and backyard breeding operations. And you see how poorly cared for a lot of these animals are. And they're all matted up. So my first question is, how much work goes into grooming a dog like that? Um, when you get a dog like that, it's, for me, it's about a five-hour groom. Oh, my goodness. And I've actually done a few of those. Um, I had a dog that was from the animal shelter. Um, he was a puppy mill dog. Um, it was a Sheltie and it took me about five hours to get through his hair. Oh my goodness. So do you actually comb through it or do you have to shave it all off? No, that's shaving it off. I mean, it was like shaving a sheep. Oh my goodness. I did not think that it would take five hours to shave all of those mats out. Yeah. Depending on the severity of it. Yeah, it takes a while because they have to rest because they've probably never been groomed before. So you Uh have to give them time to rest and your blades get hot. And so you can't put the hot blade to the dog. So you have to pause and everything. So yeah, it takes a good while when they're that bad. Oh my goodness. And so what is the impact on the dog's health, if any, of having all those mats and things like that? Um, The mats can cause bruises. under the coat um, because it's not like our hair being tangled. It's constantly pulling at the dog's skin every time they move. Um, So it's very, very uncomfortable and you can get mold under there if it stays like moist, like if they're outside. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeast infections out the wazoo. I mean, it, it can get really bad. I would not have thought about mold. Yeah, I did um, a dog that came out of a trash can one time, and he had mold in his hair. Oh, my gosh. Holy crap. That is insane. Yeah, so people don't realize how bad stuff like that can actually get. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So moving on from hair, then nails. Yeah, I've had nails that... um, People have thought they were like elbow macaroni noodles after I cut them off because they were so big. Oh my goodness. I did about like three inches. And yeah. What are the health implications of having nails that are growing too long? Well, they can actually um, push the joints up. And so it's very, very uncomfortable for the dogs to walk. Yeah. And it makes their toes super sore, obviously. So, I mean, it gets hard for them to walk when their nails are that long. Wow. Um, Wow. Pushing up on the joints. So, 
can that cause like arthritis and things like that? Yes, it can. Um, it can cause a lot of joint issues. Um, most dogs can recover if it's not been like super long periods of time that they've went without, but some dogs feet also deform because of it. So if say you have just adopted a dog from a shelter or rescue and they had longer nails, like how, cause you can't just cut them all off and cut them down to where they're supposed to be. Right. Not just a groomer. You would have to go to the vet and then they would have to be put under anesthesia and um, they can cut them that way, which some people do that. Um, but as far as just what a groomer can do, we can only push them back to the maximum point and then you would have to bring them like every week and we could slowly push back the quicks over periods of time. Okay. But it's not a quick fix unless you take it to the vet. Yeah they cut into the quick. Now, I've always heard that if your dog is active enough that it'll just kind of naturally take care of its nails, you know, by running in the ground and kind of almost like a natural nail file. Is that true? It is. It is really true. Um, there's a lot of dogs that I do um, that don't even have to have their nails done because they're so hyperactive from running around constantly that they barely even have nails. Oh, well, that's good to know. Um, I recently learned um, that cutting the quick is not that big of a deal. It doesn't have to be that big of a deal. One of, one of my dogs split her dewclaw outside, just romping around, and it, it split the nail to, past the quick. And so, I mean, the only way that I could make sure that she wasn't in that much pain was to cut the, that whole piece off up to that end. And man, that was scary. <laughs> yeah, it can be scary, especially if you don't know like what's going to happen. Right. Like, I mean, they don't, they're not going to bleed to death because of it. Yeah. I mean, it's like you quicken your fingernail too far back. I mean, yeah, it hurts, but yeah. it's manageable. Yeah. And it stops bleeding fairly easy. Mm -hmm. um, if you put the right stuff on it. Yes. And that was definitely key putting whatever that powder is called on it. Did you like buy it at a store? Yeah. Is it quick stop? Is that There's, a thing? That's normally a liquid. Um, the powder is styptic powder. Okay. So yes, I used that. Yeah. And it, as far back as we had to go, that was not a quick uh, yeah. stopping process either. <laughs> and, um, if you don't have that stuff, you can also use cornstarch. Good to know. Yeah. That helps a lot for people like at home that are doing yeah. their dog nails and they quick them on accident. You can mm -hmm. use cornstarch to stop the bleeding. Good to know. So, okay. Extreme cases aside, now let's talk about just regular grooming for the standard dog that you have in your house. Um, like what do you, do you recommend that all dogs go to the groomer or are there certain ones? I mean, short haired dogs don't really have to unless you just want to. Um, I've never personally took my short haired dogs to a groomer before I started grooming. Um, we just always did everything at home ourselves. 
Yeah. Um, so I don't necessarily think that short-haired dogs have to, unless you want like a D-shed done for a short-haired okay. dog, like chihuahuas that shed a lot. I do D-shed on my own chihuahuas because they shed a lot. What goes um, into a D-shed? Um, well, it's special um, shampoo and conditioner that we use at my personal salon. It is a 15-minute bath in a shampoo, a 15-minute bath in a conditioner, and then they get blowed out with what's called a high-velocity dryer, um, which pushes all that undercoat out um, and just like loose hair in general. Yeah. And then they get brushed with a special de-shedding brush. Okay. Interesting. So then what about, you know, medium coats, long coats? Um, depending on the hair texture, you can, like the wiry hairs usually don't need much. Um, just depending on how long they get a brush every now and then. And um, now the longer hair dogs need to come every four to six weeks. Six weeks, I say, is the max. If you push eight weeks, you're probably going to get some matting in there. Um, nothing usually that can't be either normally brushed out or shaved out, depending on what kind of breed it is. All okay. the breeds that have undercoats, though, I say four weeks is the max because that undercoat gets impacted and can cause severe matting in a very short period of time. Yeah. So what do you consider a long-haired breed? Like what are... Like Yorkies, um, Shizus, uh, Westies, Schnauzers, um, stuff like that, um, that can get extremely long. Doodles, for sure, need to come every four weeks because those things can get crazy. Now, can you... Some people say that you can wait a certain period of time, what is it, like a year before you start grooming a doodle? Uh, no, absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> if you bring that to me, you're probably going to get sent back out the door. Because um, oh. you have to start young with any puppy that you're going to have to groom. Um, I recommend starting shape-ups as young as like eight, ten weeks old. Why so young? They need to get used to the sound of the clippers because that will scare the crap out of them. Yeah. I've had some people that bring their doodles in and they're eight months old. They're 60 pounds and it's the first time they've ever heard the noise of a clipper in their life and they yeah. freak out. Oh my goodness. So that's obviously something that you have to consider when you get a longer hair breed that has to go to the groomer. You need to start those puppies off ASAP. As soon as they're vaccinated, get them things in. Good to know. So I, a long time ago, had a friend who was a groomer and she would talk about how the dog's hair would get like stuck in her arms. Oh yeah. Um, like she, yeah. She would need to go like get her arms waxed just to get the dog hair out of it. Yeah, I've had hair splinters. I constantly pick them out of my hands. I am like, I swear, I'm the worst person. I've worked with other groomers and they do not get hair splinters as bad as I do. But I've had them everywhere. I've had them in my face. I've had them somehow get in my shoes and be in the bottom of my foot. Oh. And so they, those things can get everywhere and they hurt. They're not like normal splinters that you can see because most of them 
are so tiny that you can't even see them. Yeah. So you have to like almost cut your skin off just to get the hair splinter out. Ugh, that sounds terrible. Yeah, and they can wedge in there and then get infected. And yeah, it's it's a whole ordeal that I did not realize when I first started grooming. Yeah. What are some other things that people don't realize about grooming or being a groomer? Um, how much you get hurt. <laughs> I will definitely say that. I did not realize how physical this job was when I first started. Yeah. And I am not a very physical person. <laughs> so um, I have gotten hurt a lot. Um, you get bit almost every day. Oh, um, I don't groom cats, but I do know people who do, and they get scratched up constantly. Yeah, I bet. So I, I just, I did not realize how physical this job was. I thought yeah. I was one of those people that looked in, oh yeah, I like, you know, haircuts and stuff like that. So I could, I could totally do that on a dog. I love animals. So why yeah. not? So I started that and I did not realize what all it entailed when I got myself into this. Um, of course, I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world now. Yeah. But people think that you just play with dogs all day. And that is not the case. <laughs> I've seen people have to have multiple surgeries and everything because of dogs that come in. Oh, my gosh. Like for what reason are this like why would you need surgeries um some dogs um biting i've seen people's hands and arms get ripped open oh my goodness to be have to have like what is it cause cosmetic surgery or whatever yeah done on them i've seen people get bit in the face i have personally been bit in the face and it is not fun i bet not so, um, and then I personally have just had a surgery back a couple of months ago from a dog, um, yanked my shoulder out and oh. some stuff inside my shoulder. And so when we get hurt, it's sometimes it's on the, eh, you're fine. Go back to your job. So sometimes it's require surgery. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. And it's not fun. And we have to deal with the bad side of it because you don't want to just straight up tell the owner your dog is a nutcase right find a polite way to say hey you know I think your dog might need some training or I don't think I'm the right groomer for this yeah because I think your dog really needs to be sedated to be groomed and you'll have to go to a vet for that unfortunately oh my goodness have you had to tell many people that um Quite a few, um, because we do get some dogs that are crazy. And even though this is a small town, we get people from some people drive an hour and a half to come to my salon. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So when we get people like that and their dog is just buck wild crazy, I feel really bad. Yeah. But I also don't want to hurt myself. Right. Or stress the dog out too much either because sure. that, that's happened before um, that a dog gets too stressed and, you know, they have a heart attack. So has that happened? It has actually. Um, I was not there when it happened in my salon, um, but they did not tell us that the dog had 
heart issues. Oh. And we had already gone home for the day. And um, she came to pick her dog up. And the person that gave her the dog went back there and she was dead in the cage. Oh my goodness. So the one that went back there to get the dog had to come out and tell her that her dog had unfortunately passed away. Oh my goodness. She was going to come pick the dog up. Yeah. And she very much neglectfully forgot to tell us that the dog had heart issues. Yeah. And so I guess she just got too stressed out. She had never been there before. So it was a whole new scene for her. Yeah. And so she, I guess she was old. And I think she said it was a heart murmur or something like that. And, but I guess she just got too stressed out being in a new place. And her owner left her for like eight hours. So, I mean, she was there for a long time. Yeah. People also think we're babysitters. So. Well. So what you're telling me is make sure that you tell your groomer about any medical conditions just to be safe. Yes, absolutely. The groomer is not your babysitter. No. (laughs) And the groomer should be tipped just like anyone else who provides a service because man, oh man, do you guys go through a lot. Yeah. And people really don't realize People don't realize what all we do go through. We get pooped on. We get peed on. I mean, we shave their butts. Yeah. And so, I mean, it's people make a big deal out of it because they're thinking, oh, well, when I go get my haircut, it's only like, you know, 15, 20 bucks. And then mm-hmm. here I am paying 45, 50 bucks for a small dog groom. But I mean, I do a lot more for your dog than what your hairstylist does for you. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, there's a lot more. Your hairstylist doesn't do your nails. Your hairstylist doesn't wash your butt. Your hairstylist, (laughs) you don't poop on your hairstylist. So, I mean, we do a lot more. (laughs) And that's what we get compared to. And a lot of people I've noticed don't realize that you can tip your groomer. Um, so there is that issue as well. People just don't know. Yeah. But there are some people that just don't. Oh my goodness. Well, you heard it here, folks. Tip your groomer. Yeah. It's very much appreciated. (laughs) I have one last question. So for people who are, maybe they move to a new town or state or wherever, um, or they just need a new groomer what questions should they ask whoever they're meeting um, before saying, yes, I'll, I will take my dog to you to be groomed? Um, you can always ask for reference pictures if you're a very specific person. Um, most of us groomers keep pictures of our past grooms to show people, hey, this is how we groom. This is what our grooms look like. Um, some people are certified in certain things. Um, some people are master certified groomers. Um, I am not, unfortunately, but, um, you have to pay a lot of money to do that. (laughs) So, um, and always make sure, um, if it's 
free range grooming or if your dogs are in kennels because you can run into the issue with free range groom is where the groomer just lets their dogs run around their salon no matter the size no matter how many dogs are in there at one time and all the dogs are always together and that can cause i mean extra diseases being spread yeah. and also just because you think your dog is friendly with all other dogs does not mean that and so yeah. I've seen a lot of dogs be attacked that way because of free range groomers. So I personally don't agree with that. Yeah. Um, but some people don't like cages. So mm. there's both of those, but you can always ask those questions. Um, make sure what vaccinations your dogs have to have. Different groomers require different vaccinations. Um, you can ask like if your dog has allergies or whatever. Um, some groomers, when we have difficult dogs for like nail trims and whatnot, will use peanut butter. But some dogs are allergic to peanut butter or even oh. some people's kids are allergic yeah. to peanut butter. And then their dog goes home and licks their kid and you've got that issue. Uh, so I would not have thought about that. Yeah. So you always want to make sure your groomer either knows about allergies that you or your dog has or your kids. Mm -hmm. um, in case they do that, because I have seen people have that reaction to mm -hmm. a dog that was fed peanut butter. Yeah. Um, but just make sure you let your groomer know all conditions, stuff like that. Good to know. What about people who are scared to tell their groomer about conditions? Like, do not be scared. <laughs> that is the worst thing you could possibly do is to omit something. Okay. That is a vital thing that we should know about how to groom your dog. Or even if your dog bites, let us know. That doesn't mean we're going to say, oh, I can't groom your dog. That just means we need to be more aware while we're grooming your dog so that injury doesn't come to us or your dog. Yeah. Perfect. Very good points to be aware of. Well, thank you, Deanna. I appreciate your time. And I hope you have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Animal Rescue Podcast. If you like what you hear, please rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends. Thank you.